Okay, episode 16, we think. Yeah. We think? Yeah, that sounds 16? right. Yeah, it's, it's getting hard because we're just time traveling right now, recording one or so in the future. Um, yeah, but episode 16, we're starting off. I, I said I'd admit that Ryan was right about DeFi kingdoms and uh, seeing as it's done so well in the last few weeks. And so I think we're just going to hop right into it. And Ryan's going to explain why... Uh, farming in some virtual world could be good for your bank account uh yeah Yeah. dfk DeFi kingdoms uh at what level of familiarity are you guys with the project right now um from what i understand there's like it's like a video game you hop in and then you can go in and purchase uh, digital assets and i think there's some kind of like staking pools involved um like some kind of protocol in the game and it gives you some kind of like in-game advantages but also you can earn like real world money off of it uh sort of yeah uh so like for context i've been like really really bearish on uh on pace to earn games right now just because i feel like the space is like super super overhyped and it's mm-hmm. filled with uh kind of vaporous projects um like inflationary tokens and like a lot of hype for like no product so oh. like when i saw DeFi kingdoms i was already taken aback by the fact that they had like a working game like they they, they made the game first which is really cool um and it, it definitely shows like an orientation more towards building than pumping the price of a token um and then i started digging into it a little bit more like uh i i read the i read the docs um some like i tweeted out to my followers like where can i learn more about this and some people got back to me with some really good resources and i was sort of taken aback by like the actual depth of of how well they thought things out i think they have uh, an economics phd working on their working on their team planning out the in-game economy um, and, and you, you can tell uh <laughs> i i think it shows like i is, think it really it shows paul krugman because i'm not sure that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah go both ways i'd i'd long uh rug coin yeah <laughs> man um, if we were yeah. like a big enough uh like a podcast we could definitely like get a krug coin going like uh, how that senator got like mongoose coin yeah, yeah we, put, we put the rug in krug Ayo. <laughs> yeah if any of our if any of our uh, savvies are a real tech savvy if you want to come out with a krug coin um yeah. we'd absolutely do anything in our power to help you pump we'll, and dump we'll that. it we'll, we'll accumulate it yeah mm-hmm. krug coin uh, to the moon um anyway yeah DeFi kingdoms uh so like the big idea behind it is like a, a fusion of pay to earn and DeFi concepts mm-hmm. so in this game there is a built-in uh deck with so a decentralized exchange in it um and there are yield farms uh in the form of like gardens um so like they sort of gamify i've been talking about like, the gamification of many different financial trends for a long time these guys make it very explicit and overt and it's very cool it's very fun like you interact with these things using heroes uh in game and i think i don't know your initial gut reaction to something like this is going to depend on how like what kind of games you maybe played growing up or if you're mm-hmm. familiar with this sort of with like the impulse that leads people to spend their entire day doing stuff like this um Mm -hmm. because like the cool thing about the cool thing about gaming is that it's already got this massive built-in sector people love to game uh and it's a sector that is not going to be overly resistant to crypto in the way that finance is like DeFi always has this uphill battle because it's trying to disrupt a sector that is outright hostile to its existence uh gaming gaming projects don't don't have this problem like gamers want to earn and gaming companies want to hop onto trends so yeah just to just to set the scene i I, like i like the idea of of uh, gaming cryptos but um i think pay to earn is like it's just been filled with not great projects uh until this until i came across this um the only thing i can really do is tell you to read the docs and read the discord and read like a ton of shit they they have a, a complex economy planned out very far ahead and they have so how it works is it's based on NFTs as well. The the 
one of the units of currency in the game is is heroes. Heroes are how you interact with quests, or how you interact with the game. They're going to be a big part of it going forward. And every hero is an NFT, and you can use two heroes to summon another hero. It's it's very are dynamic. Like the playable characters. Uh, sort of, yeah, but you can like collect them. Like, you can collect a bunch of playable characters okay. to like use. It's like, think of it like uh, like Pokemon, how like okay. you use Pokemon to battle each other oh. and do other stuff, and you're like the the guy that controls all the Pokemon. It's kind of like that. Oh, um, okay. In this context, the Pokemon would be the NFT, okay? Which I think yeah, is yeah. easier for people to understand it in that yep. way, where it's like, oh man, what if Pokemon was an NFT, and then all the other things were boosters and were, yeah. was rare, rare candies. I think was the thing in Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It, it makes a lot more sense to people. It's like, okay, that's what the NFT is, and where's the earn, where's the yield here, and how does that work? Like, anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, they're NFTs, but not in the way that you're like familiar with NFTs. They are infinitely dynamic NFTs. They're NFTs that level up and change over time, uh, which is really really cool. And, and they're not just they're not just that, right? It's not they don't just uh, change uh, statically or uh, in, with numbers on the card. Uh, they actually change how you interact with the game. So like integral to this is that when you buy one of these NFTs or you buy two and you summon another NFT is that you aren't just uh, buying the NFT, you're buying an improved way to interact with the game. Uh, so like through quests or through like uh, the gardens or other stuff, you earn yields. Uh, you, you earn items that are tradable on the decentralized exchange in game. Um, and people that have played stuff like uh, RuneScape will already be thinking about the the grand exchange and like how how interesting it is to have an in-game economy that is like fully flowing and really really fun to speculate on. Uh, I I think I once said that like the next like great generation of traders will be people that hyper specialize on in-game economies because mm-hmm. uh, this is like these this is a playground where VCs and like Alameda and CMS and yeah. uh, big HFT firms they cannot play. They cannot play here, and it's real. So there's like a ton, a ton of opportunity for someone without institutional resources to come in and actually sort of run the game. Just because like they've looked up how the economy works, they've looked up uh, like they have a, like this complicated uh, genealogical system with like recessive genes and a crazy good algorithm for uh, determining how like heroes spawn. Like if you if you learn the ins and outs of this and actually just do the reading, you already have like a massive a massive leg up. Uh, on the competition um and anyway like you posted that really good article uh what was it playing to win yeah 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 yeah. this is um yeah one of my favorite articles uh it was uh it was written by uh, a girl like talking about um this minecraft server where like her and her friends took over the in-game economy uh i love stories like this i think it's really cool because um like in-game economies are like one of the few like last frontiers where they're they're completely untamed and there's very little rules and it's uh, it's super fun to try and like uh, find an edge in a way that's like extremely increasingly hard in equities and crypto and in stocks uh so yeah yeah it's it's really good um but anyway yeah back back to dfk uh it's basically the fusion of uh, play to earn, gaming coins, DeFi, and NFTs all wrapped into this very aesthetically well presented package. But that's not like that's not even the best part. The best part is like the phenomenal tokenomics of like the the power coin at the center, which is which is Jewel. Jewel is like Jewel is the thing powering everything, and every aspect of the game is sort of like sneakily designed to make Jewel ever increasingly more valuable. Uh, you need Jewel to buy heroes. You need Jewels to level up heroes. You need Jewels to interact with the the decks. You Once they go cross-chain, they're going cross-chain, by the way. Right now, they're on the Harmony chain, but they're about to move over to the Avalanche chain, and they're going to do more and more different like kingdoms separate on every individual chain. Like They picture really? like a cross-chain world in where the bridge between chains is like interacting with like a pirate dock in-game. 
Uh, oh, that's it's, awesome. it's, it's all it's all playable and it's it's like brilliant it's like one of the it's one of the best uh it's one of the best and most creative i think forward thinking uh, uh like sort of rappers around crypto that i i can imagine it, it's really really cool um so yeah this thing just ticked like all the all the boxes for me like it was fun it was engaging it was well thought out and the tokenomics were like oh this world's good um so this was like so i went like super super heavy on jewel last week um and i think it's since uh, yeah yeah it just crossed 11 dollars actually um it just uh it it's up more than twice by now so i'm not saying i'm not trying to show like a local top right now i'm not saying Babe. go go i'm not saying go long uh right on like the eve of this podcast uh, when you start listening but definitely look at the docs uh when it maybe retests uh i don't know maybe something like the nine dollar level i don't know i'm not, I'm not going to give you an entry but i yeah, take a look at the chart, uh, read the docs. It it's a really cool project. Questions? Gameplay is it? It's basically like an MMORPG, kind of a like a kind of like RuneScape or World of Warcraft or something to that effect. Uh, yeah, the gameplay is super basic right now. It's like point and click. It's like interaction with contracts and stuff right now. It's mm -hmm. very basic. The NFTs look dope, but like the actual um, the interactivity of the gameplay, pretty early stages right now. Okay, okay. Is it is mm -hmm. it like? fun though still or is it something that yeah. you're like playing to yeah it's, it, it, it's super fun it's super fun yeah like especially um like if you if you go to like the hero tavern and have a look at the economy over there and you try and like speculate on uh on like what's going to do well and you start summoning heroes and start doing quests and stuff everybody gets like really into it uh, everybody okay, gets okay. everybody starts having fun uh as soon as they start to like cross a certain threshold of understanding yeah uh, yeah okay. I, th that's one of the big things about like play terror and like problem with it right now is that like very few of them are actually fun defi kingdoms mm -hmm. is fun um when you talked about um like the cross train bridging and the uh like hopping on a pirate ship is like when you go from like one chain to another, like in game, um, is that kind of akin to like uh, like when World of Warcraft has like some new like update expansion? You know, like every I don't know how long, maybe every year or two, they'll come out with like some new expansion, and they've got like some new part of the world that they've designed and developed, and like you can go there, and there are like new quests and yeah, yeah, new yeah. Well, well, is that what like, like each that. chain is going to be? Yeah, exactly. It will be like that. So right now they've got like this one world right now. It, it's like Serendale, I think. It's on Harmony One. Okay. Uh, uh, and the uh, when they expand to Avalanche, which will be soon, it will be more like a wintry themed world with oh, uh, different cool. different uh, races and classes of hero. There'll be different mm. ways to interact with the world, and they'll have a different native token. So this is like another really big thing. Uh, I, I I mentioned earlier that one of the coolest things about this is that everything is sneakily uh, designed to uh, sort of pump the price of the power token at the center of Jewel. Yeah. Um, and crystal veil the the chain on avalanche is going to run on a different uh token called crystal but initially the only way to get crystal is to uh be staking your jewel in the bank oh. um uh, yeah yeah it's it is really good it's really well set up and i i i don't know if they ever say this explicitly but i think they are deliberately setting up to continually reward like early adopters of the project um yeah and this is one that I was really annoyed because like I I heard about it before when it, when it was like four dollars or something, but I never I never really went deep until I saw mm -hmm. it rally at ten, and then then like I, I bought a little, and then it it like crashed at six or something, and then I bought a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I I I'm not sure how price action is going to go, but I'm like I'm incredibly bullish on it. I think in a time right now where alts have been bleeding like crazy. Uh, like even majors haven't been doing that well. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you could you could say we're in definitely in like a little bit of a bear cycle right now for sure. Um, I don't think we are like macro wise, but mm -hmm. it's worth noting that yeah, it's worth noting that this has been one of the strongest charts you'll see, and 
not really many people are talking about it because it's kind of a pain to get over to a harmony and like cross mm. that like threshold but definitely definitely look into this it's it's definitely worth your time um and there's there's opportunities for you to like echo out some serious edge here okay so I have a bunch of questions for you. Well, the first one is like it seems like the way this works is it almost trains people to yield farm. Like it's like, okay, you're doing yeah, yield farming, yeah. but with the graphic interface, a gaming interface yeah. over it. So that it gets people like? to think in that way where it's like, okay, what where is it worth it? How does this work? How does this work? And stuff like yeah. that. Which I think is interesting in itself. I think the because when I was looking at some of these, like the question I ask is like, is it fun? And like it sounds, do you think a lot of people are going to find this fun? Do you think it's going to be like they'll find more ways to make it fun in the future? Like how do you how do you approach that? Yeah, well, I, I'd never I'd never like done any like serious liquidity providing sort of stuff before this, but I, I jumped on this and I saw that um, the gardens in the game, right? So how it works is you can put up two assets of equal value. Like I put up Jewel and Ethereum, um, and you can trade those in for seeds. You plant the seeds in the garden, and depending on how big a share of the liquidity pool you are, you will get rewards back in the form of jewel. Um, and the APR is really fucking good. It's like I think for like the jewel ETH uh, farm is on the lower end. I think it's five hundred percent AP APR, um, and it, it's really good. And like you're getting that back in the form of jewel. So if you're if you're bullish on jewel, uh, like this this farming is like incredible. It's been really good. Um, yeah. So I've just been like padding my jewel stack on the farms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I personally find it really fun. I I've spoken to a ton of people that also find it really fun, and this being like their first way of actually seriously interacting with a lot of different facets of DeFi that they probably otherwise never would have touched. Um, it the, makes this way more way more accessible to people that maybe aren't financially inclined, but they're uh, what, what's even the word? If, like not gaming inclined, but it's they're really good at figuring out incentives in a system, incentives in an economy. Yeah and winning there because reading that article the play to win one you posted it yeah. just seems like that was okay find somewhere you think is going to be around in a bit really learn the economy really understand it all and then there's always nuances to it that you can profit from yeah yeah that, that, that's exactly right yeah yeah people are incentivized by game theory even if like they're kind of turned off by the idea of uh, like tradfi trading investing whatever else yeah 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 that, that's, that's correct yeah um I think the best resources on it are just the DeFi Kingdoms docs. Like the documentation, yeah. really good. Uh, search some stuff in the Discord. It's it's really really good. Um, there's people like there's a podcast called Jewelcast that I've been listening to. Uh, really? By some yeah yeah by some like early uh, early Jewel guys mm -hmm. um, that I've been listening to a lot. Uh, they have a lot of insight that I really like. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. You can also just DM me or. Uh, there's a DeFi Kingdoms channel in the Cypher Discord now where we're like uh, sort of the theory crafting and talking about the meta game and speculating on the economy oh. of, of, of heroes and uh, like why items to buy based on like the updates coming out of the Discord. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're definitely running it from like a, a aiming to profit perspective more than a aiming to play perspective. So if you're into that, uh, definitely come by. And what's cool about this is it really does seem like, like you were saying at the beginning, this is where you can do better than Yep, hedge funds. This is where you can outflank a lot of people. It's like if you have the time to do this, mm -hmm. then it largely ends up being a transfer of wealth from people with money to people with time. And so if yes, you put yeah. time in, 
and you get it and you find you're like oh i've looked at this and the way ryan explained it like the all jokes aside about the phd in economics thing like the fact that they're designing in a specific way you look at the tokenomics like okay this makes sense in the way that they're going to keep expanding keep doing better and i think that that people are going to enjoy the rewards they're getting and so it's going to continue to grow and so it's betting on a platform and then getting good at a platform so betting with like your money and your time and winning in that way and so for people like i think that we talked a few or a month or so ago we talked about how airdrops were a great way to get involved because it's just your time this is another thing where it's time and money but it's a lot more time or it's a lot how do i say this? it's time and money but it's still more time than money so you have an advantage there if you have small portfolio right now uh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely if you got a small portfolio there's a ton of people that would like have a small portfolio they just bought like one hero like a floor hero um and they've, they've just been doing like basic quests and they've picked up some crazy good items and they've already multiplied stuff um or they picked two heroes that like they've done the research and they know that these two heroes have like x percent chance of summoning this other hero which is currently mm-hmm. a good price in the market um it, it's, it's really not hard to like start like working out what the uh, the expected value of like a summon is based mm-hmm. on like floor prices and your percentage chance of receiving this hero or that hero. Uh, like I, I think I, I posted like an example of one that I wrote up for one of the summons I was considering. Um, yeah, it, yeah it, it's it's super fun. Um, and if you've got like a, a small a small account, it it's like a really really like good way to sort of convert uh, actual effort and work into returns uh, in a way that's like a lot harder when just trading majors how visible is the blockchain like do you like do you think it's possible someone could get started and once they've gotten started they don't really even think about it being like a blockchain game anymore or anything like that or are you constantly using metamask or like i, I don't know so you're you're using metamask to interact with it yeah oh, okay um, but it, it's on it's on the harmony chain where every transaction is like a small fraction of a penny so like you never really think about it in the same way you do an eth transaction because i don't know i must have done thousands of them by now i i don't know if i've cracked like 10 cents is <laughs> total spent on it uh, oh, wow yeah yeah the harmony chain is like insanely cheap it's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool actually yeah um, i was actually planning on picking a bunch of harmony up to, i meant to do it this morning when gas fees were low but i slept in so yeah, tomorrow morning I, i'm not even sure what the bill case for harmony is when like literally none of the <laughs> none of the tokens get spent on transactions uh i'm not really sure what the case is but it is cool it is a really cool chain maybe they're just going for like a raw number of users play mm. I think so. So I um I don't think I told did I tell you guys the Doge mining story last week? I don't think don't so. Know. I don't remember it. Oh man, this is a crazy one. So friend of a friend, I've gotten hammered with him before. Hey. I just just found out that apparently in university he was doing his masters in physics. He used this is in probably twenty sixteen. He used the physics mainframe on off time to mine Dogecoin. Completely forgot about it for a while. <laughs> Remembered it in probably like four or five months ago. Retired with $40 million. And now he just... Oh, he, he, holy he, shit. He buy... I, sh, I don't know if I'm actually doxing anything about the second part here. But he apparently met the founder of Harmony at like a... I don't know. Just somewhere. Yeah. And just the next day, put it. He's like, "Yes, yeah, obviously a genius. Like, obviously onto something." And put fifteen percent of his money in that. So I'm like, oh. well, "Like baller. that." Although it's like, did he guy with forty million? Usually, like, okay, I'd listen to him a bit. But it's like, is this that he was really smart the way he made that forty million as a trader, or is it that he was just a right place, right time thing? So take that with a grain of salt. But I before that, just because of uh, DeFi Kingdoms, was already thinking of getting Harmony. 
And uh, then watching how that's been going and then hearing this, I said, okay, that's like enough for me to get at least a small bag, add to my uh, 40 plus bags. I know when, uh, when what is it, Axie Infinity? I know when that was getting like kind of hyped up a few months back. Um, you'd, you'd hear these stories about how like these Korean kids are like going like full grind mode on it and like they're making not quite like full-time job money off it but they're making like 50 7500 bucks a day just like grinding on axie even if they don't have like a whole bunch of like initial capital to start out with is that like an option in DeFi kingdom if you just like hop in you don't have to like spend a whole lot of money if you're willing to just like grind and go through quests um skill farm or whatever like whatever those mechanics are yeah if you just hop in can you get like a kind of like return like a direct return on your time just for like being in game uh yeah, so you could the play there would be to I mean like the either lazy long in the game is just to buy jewel and stake mm-hmm. it in the bank. Um I yeah, another thing I forgot to mention, uh they continually airdrop uh like new items into people depending on how much jewel they're staking in the bank. This is just oh. another like another tokenomics thing for jewel. There's just like fifty ways they're like they're like pumping jewel. Um okay. so like the the lazy way to do it would just be to like buy however much jewel you can afford and like stake in the bank. But if you wanted to like actually interact with the game and like go for maybe a potential for a higher rate of turn you could just buy a floor hero um for one of the quests they have out fishing and foraging you could buy a floor hero that has the profession gene that makes them specialize mm-hmm. in one of those and you can just get going and like start fishing and foraging and there's some items uh i, I got really lucky i got an egg which is like a one in 10k uh item drop from one of these they're eventually going to spawn pets that augment your nfts and like buff your hero and stuff like that so like you you can do that and you already start like interacting with the possibility of getting items that you can sell for gold and you can sell that for jewel yeah you Mm -hmm. can already you can immediately just get a floor hero i think floor heroes right now are like 38 jewel and floor heroes will probably continually drop down as jewel uh increases in price i think yeah just because of the way just because of like the the way the supply of those NFTs are always ballooning, like floor heroes, will, I think that would just continually drop, and I think that's good. I think that's actually by design, and they should continue dropping so that new entrants to the game never feel like they have to put up like thousands just to yeah. interact with it. Um, so thirty eight yeah. jewel. Yeah, I think thirty eight jewel. At Eleven dollars a jewel. Oh, so there's like a three hundred fifty four hundred dollar yeah. like barrier yeah. to entry to get into the game right now. Okay, okay, but. If you want to, like, if if you bought that that hero and then suddenly you're like, ah, no, I'm not feeling, I don't want to, you can just sell that for floor value again, and you can just get oh, out. Okay. Like, it's not like you're that's the price of entry to play the game, and then that's it. You're permanently minus that money. You can mm-hmm. u- use that. You can buy that hero, use it to quest a little bit, get a little bit, and if you're like, ah, no, I don't feel like it, you just sell it floor again, and you can might just even lose. be a better store value than Bitcoin. It's uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> People have been saying this. Uh, yeah, Jewel probably better than Bitcoin for sure better than zcash in my opinion yeah. <laughs> michael saylor and i never going to recover it's very private because uh no one knows how to interact with the harmony chain yet so they can't really oh, see your transactions yeah no harmony scan no there is a harmony scan actually ah, yeah you can, you can really see it. it's not as good as ether scan but yeah there is a, a harmony explorer that's funny mm. man it's, it's yeah. gonna be crazy over the next like few years as this gets like better and better and this starts to become like Mm -hmm. a full-time job for a lot of people yeah this one like a first person shooter or something i feel like that would get really intense killing people for their crypto there is one i think there's one that's being built on solana i believe a first person shooter it looked kind of ass it looked not good it looked like like counter-strike like 20 years ago or something um it looked pretty bad 
I think that's quite graphically demanding, right? Like, so we'll probably yeah. see a few generations of games till it comes around. Yeah. yeah. I, a, uh, on Monday, one of my clients is like deep, deep in crypto, and they were almost for publicity trying to do, like, they're doing a meeting in Decentraland. <laughs> they, were, they were so pissed off at me because like the whole time i kept chiming in i'm like how do i kill this guy like where's my sword and stuff like that just asking the stupidest questions um yeah i don't know i think that like the more i mess around with these it's just going to be like different people figuring out what they think is fun and you have to guess ahead of time what are people going to find fun and what's going to compete like what's going to compete with DeFi kingdom in terms of being fun and lucrative what's the weighting people will put on fun versus lucrative like is it 30 70 is it more more weight in one than the other and then just making a bet and getting really deep into it like i don't think that no matter how much me or alex were to get into this we could get into it as much as ryan because you've already like you've already almost had like the compounding interest like your of your yeah. own interest like your interest is compounded so much that you're like naturally so deep already and you're like okay it doesn't take that much effort to stay an expert on this to stay like i don't know what uh what percentile of knowledge you would have compared to other people on it. But I've got to imagine it's over 50 and possibly even over like 70 or 80. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but bear in mind, I've only been on this for like th three weeks, maybe. It's not been like a super long time. Uh, no. uh, there are people that have been on this for like uh, like more than like a couple months even and like the, the, their depth of knowledge. I'm still taking in stuff. I'm still listening to the podcast. I'm still uh, going yeah. through the Discord and trying to work out like the, the summoning genes and everything like that. There's like people could absolutely lap me. Uh, I don't it, I don't think I don't think it's like late. Uh, I'm not saying I'd you know buy right after it went up 19%, but I would definitely be like yeah. I don't I don't think you're uh, you're late to DeFi Kingdoms. When did when did the game launch? How long has this been around? Um, I'm not sure. Let me look at the chart and I'll see how far back Jewel goes. Uh, then I, I feel like on crypto Twitter, I've seen like people shilling Jewel for probably a few months, and I like yeah, you came like a while ago. Maybe in October or like late September. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like super super. It was like very, very under the radar for a while. Only a couple of people on Crypto Twitter were like really on it. And even mm -hmm. now, like not that many people are on it. Mm -hmm. I think because there's like a bit of a learning curve. You, like, it, uh, it's not like you can just jump on FTX or Binance and long it. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned like the, <clears throat> like starting the gardens and doing like the liquidity providing. Um, uh -huh. Is that like you're just being like an LP for their decks, basically? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what it. like the stake pools are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're just being like a an LP in the way that you would for like Uniswap or something. Okay, okay. And you said like the ETH Jewel one. That's probably like the baseline lowest APR one. It's one of the lower one. It's it's one of the lowest uh, Jewel uh, denominated uh, APRs. Um, mm -hmm. You can do like one wrap BTC or like one something else, and it was probably lower. I think on the higher end, you get Jewel again stuff that like I didn't even heard of, like Jewel MIS or Jewel uh, like X Y. I, I don't know. It's a weird I'm deep MIS actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but you can also do like Jewel AVAX or Jewel Matic, and it actually is like pretty fucking solid. I think it's like eight hundred percent APR, and the APR is payback partially in Jewel, partially in locked Jewel. Uh, the locked Jewel is locked until I think. It's not even that long. It's like six it, months away or something. And it was Q3 2022. Yeah, yeah. And you can unlock it early via mining quests. 
um by heroes oh. that are good at mining which which is just dope it's just uh, yeah that's kind of fun yeah like every aspect of DeFi, they're like sort of tweaking and sort of allowing you Gamifying. to engage with in a different way using the game um it's just so cool it's just it, yeah it's like the most yeah it's D- DeFi is like being in a really dark place for for a while and this is like one of the this is something that's making me like very interested in it again and i think a lot of people will feel that way do do all go for it do all the assets um that you can stake do those have in-game utility like are there things that you can do with like matic and avax or like Uh, what's uh, the point in the game side what's why are they trying to incentivize you to stake those things uh because just because they have a dex right so like if you if you have avax or matic on harmony you can use those in the dex to buy the end game items you want to play the game okay okay so you you can use like multiple different tokens to buy like the things that you want in it yeah yeah exactly okay so it's just like making it more user-friendly like hey whatever token you got you can come into this ecosystem and like still interact and play with it yeah, a lot of stuff can only be interacted with with Jewel. Like the the entire hero economy is paid for in Jewel. Yeah. Um, but you can trade stuff in the decks. Like every all the end game items you can pick up. Like most of them, you can just trade straight in the decks for like X asset to like Y asset in the same way you would on Uni or Sushi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is really cool. So like people can jump in and get set up really quickly. Okay. So you've pumped your uh, first bag of the day. I think you said you also <laughs> to talk about uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, Wi-Fi. I, I don't have you a lot of resurgence. Yeah, I the, I actually more want to talk. I, I want to like hear Alex's thoughts on this because he's like the actual DeFi. I'm not really a DeFi guy. Um, uh, but Yeffy, Wi-Fi, whatever you want to call it, have instituted your fi- finance for the muggles here. Yeah, yeah, you're you're in finance. Um they've instituted a big oh all right, context, context. If you haven't heard, DeFi ETH is like one of the worst charts you've ever seen in your life. All, all DeFi coins have been bleeding out like crazy for like the past how long, Alex? Um most of them peaked out like Mayish, um right yeah. before like the big crash. They had like a huge run up in like February, like relative to ETH and they kinda like bled relative to ETH, but ETH was yeah. just doing so well that everything kind of like it was like all tides or all yeah. all boats rise and like a, a rising tide whatever the however you say that um, yeah so they peaked out in like may and it's just been like blood sense yeah if you want to if you want to laugh uh think about every person that has ever told you about chain link and then look at the chain link eth chart change it to the one week time frame and you'll you'll lose your mind you'll absolutely lose your mind and then buy some more. let out huh i said and then buy some more <laughs> yeah, maybe buy some. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I keep it, it. it keeps shipping. <laughs> um, yeah. It, okay. So yeah, that's the context. DeFi is in a really bad place. Uh, I think the guys over at Yearn are like aware of how bad it's been performing and are trying to change up their tokenomics. So I don't know what it was before. I never, I never touched uh, Yeffy, but they're changing it uh, to. A, as far as I understand this, it's actually going to be a fee sharing model. So instead of it just being like maybe a lot of DeFi cons are like you know governance worthless tokens. governance token, yeah. yeah. Uh, now the uh, now the holders of the token are actually going to get a share of the revenue generated by the protocol, which is a phenomenal okay. step. It's like it's it's just a it's such a no brainer. Of course, that this mm-hmm. is exactly what you would want by holding the native token of a protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, Yearn, um, from what I can see, it does really really well. It actually generates like quite quite a lot of quite a lot of revenue, revenue yeah. Really, yeah. I think the revenue per employee is like 8 million yeah yeah it, 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 it's incredible it's really really good but like the token has been suffering like crazy because of bad tokenomics mm-hmm. they're they're now changing that up and they're instituting buybacks of yarn they're using the protocol treasury to buy back uh yiffy mm-hmm. um so when i when i hear this and when i see a chart that's bled out that far 
Um, and I see uh, like an entire sector that is basically just been on life support for so long. Um, yeah, that that's that, that that to me is like an easy long, and and I I've been long it since I I saw that announcement. Uh, what do you guys think about this and DeFi macro in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with you that there's been not most charts, but there have there have been like some optimistic like upswings on like some DeFi charts. Matic isn't like directly DeFi, but it supports a lot of like the DeFi ecosystem and the, they tend to be pretty correlated. The price action tend to be uh, that's done particularly well, even like relative to ETH as of like the last month or so um, curve, same thing. Um, a number of other charts look like they're finding strong support and like, especially since like the Wi-Fi announcement happened, um, you've seen some bounces there. It, it could like bring interest back into the sector if like uh-huh. we're attracting and getting people used to like yield farming through like games, but also there are like all of these alternatives uh, where like you don't need to get into games or like learn all that was the connection I was gonna make is that yeah. Wi-Fi and uh Jewel are both examples of DeFi that is accessible. Like that's mm-hmm. why I've owned a good bit of Wi-Fi for a bit. I actually thought that this was sort of how they were already set up, where fees accrued maybe they weren't paid out, but they were essentially accruing to the network where it's like okay like the more we charge and do on these different uh vaults the more that that's actually attributed to the uh very few tokens they have because i think that their token supply is only like eight thousand no it's something very very small it's, it's very like, low yeah it's they a small amount over the initial eight thousand because they want to expand their team but otherwise they've been very very good on just being well designed and so i didn't realize that that was that much of a change in how it was designed i got to do obviously more research on this but it is really cool to see how they work because it is a total boomer play it's the by the spx of uh like DeFi and crypto and so that's why i've owned them for a bit and i would actually use them and i probably should use them um but uh, yeah, I think it's just something to keep checking out. Is like what what are the things that are going to be more accessible to people? Because stuff like synthetics and uh, I'm trying to think of more advanced ones, frax finance stuff like that. Things that are like require like big brain analysis are yeah. not going to be as accessible to people. It's like oh, okay, like I like I I like the idea that I can buy an index, and the equivalent of buying the index is using a year in finance vault. And then so the equivalent of investing in, if you can invest in the company, like Fidelity Investments or J, not JP Morgan, I'm trying to think of other, like Berkshire Hathaway, then this might be the equivalent. Like you're investing in Berkshire Hathaway because you think that it's just going to perform well and be a good wealth. I, I'm mixing metaphors here, but I think you get it. Yeah, yeah um, I think I think that's part go, of the problem go. with like uh, some DeFi protocols. Like, like you mentioned SNX, that's a really good example is that... Um, in theory, like at scale, they should be, they could, if if they were to take over what TradFi is doing right now, um, their, their market is massive. Like the derivatives market that like SNX is trying to like poke and in, break into, that's arguably like the largest market in the world, like quadrillions of dollars, like huge. That being said, it's a highly complicated thing that most people don't even know exists to begin with. So it's not like this great um, beginning of an ecosystem sort of play like they're they're like foundations that you have to like bridge people into before that becomes like something that most people are comfortable operating with and i don't think most people are ever going to be comfortable dealing with like higher level things like derivatives that's that's something for like advanced and like institutional players to get into and that could be a problem for like a lot of DeFi. is that uh, it's 
not sexy and accessible. Like even if the protocols are easy to use, and a lot of them are, um, it's still like a trick conceptually for people to get their heads around. And yeah, so it there's a bigger barrier to entry than something like a DeFi kingdoms or even Wi-Fi, honestly. Well, and one thing that I because I guess this comes up a lot. People are like oh, like this staking or this yield farming and things like that. As I sort of say, like unless you have a hundred thousand dollars and you're paying attention, you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't really be messing around with DeFi. You can buy like you're in finance the token, mm-hmm. but you really don't have the money to justify the amount of risk you're taking. And like, oh, I'm like staking on this protocol, and I'm doing like this liquidity money. I'm making these uh, synthetic derivatives and stuff like that. It's like you don't have the knowledge or the money. Don't do it. Whereas I think Jewel and your finance is like that's probably where I would send people. Like, okay, I want to mess around with some yield farming, and uh, yeah, I think and there's like there's other ones like this. Like there's Vesper Finance is another one that was recommended to me that I'm checking out, and it's just like figuring out like where does the boomer money go or where does the boomer equivalent, which I guess might be me in uh, um, at 29, where does that money go in this ecosystem? And uh, yeah, and that really seems like the play is like urine finance, jewel, and looking for where these big flows of money will go within. Like the fact that Ryan is pretty bearish on DeFi and finds most of it pretty silly, but is now like, okay, like jewel and urine finance are two of his four, like the positions that you just tweeted yesterday that you're most keen mm-hmm. on, two of the four, is interesting. The other thing here though is we're seeing like urine finance with the clear leader in terms of. What do we want to call it? Like fund managers in a way within yeah. crypto. And now they've changed their tokenomics. So it's almost like they can run turnarounds on themselves. And we're seeing the same thing. Well, we're hopefully going to see the same thing with like SushiSwap has gone to shit. Like they have had, I think they voted off like the most ethical person on their board. Like they, and it's all this stuff is coming out. And so like, I own Joseph DeLong. Uh, I can't remember names, man. What's what's I'm, the drama around Sushi? Like I've, uh, I hear- I've honestly seen some like pretty Traders that I consider very good saying that outing Joseph was their signal to actually finally flip long on Sushi. What, like, what? What's the issue been though? Like, I hear people like gossip, like kind of poo poo talking on Sushi, and I know like back in like DeFi summer, it it pulled like a massive amount of market share from uh yeah. from Uniswap, but like that trend has been like gradually reversing to the point where Uniswap's got like eighty percent of the volume again, and Sushi Swap is not dead, dead, but like not getting used as. Yeah. My, to my understanding, like two of the biggest issues were that they weren't hitting deadlines, roadmap deadlines. Oh. And second of all, they were they didn't really have much money for team. Like it was looking at how they were doing stuff, and I I don't know the name, so I maybe Ryan's right, and I was wrong about who they voted off was being bad or not like that. Mm-hmm. But it was also that they voted someone off and they didn't tell anyone. Like it was sort of it didn't really come out for three or four months. And so it might. Oh, this oh wait, wait! Change. This was something before, right? This was like the original. Was this Mackie, the original uh, founder? It it might be. It was something yeah. weird. Like I'm I'm getting this from like secondhand information. It was pretty funny because I was reading an article. I think the magazine was called like Wrecked, and my girlfriend <laughs> looked. Over, she's like, there's actually a website called Wrecked. Like you guys are morons to the nth degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crypto. Um, yeah, so it's that. It's really just that I think someone also privately transferred a good portion of the treasury to his wallet for a day or two. <laughs> like there, was, there was a bunch of weird shit. Yeah. And you have to just search Rekt, R-E-K-T, in case you're a total moron, and uh, Rekt Sushi Swap, and there's a pretty good article on it that goes more into detail. I obviously glossed it a few months ago, so I'm not really giving all the good details. I'm not a details guy, as I think you all know, but uh, check it out. 
There's a thread. I'm going to go find it. By the way, just as a side note, we should absolutely have like show notes so that when we talk about stuff like this, we can point Special to things. Stuff like this. Like, yeah, like you you said, include a link to the DeFi Kingdom Docs. Yes. Uh, we should also include this Adam Cochran threads on Yearn that, uh, that is what made me so bullish initially. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to find like the thread that was detailing yeah, like, at least one side of the sushi drama because I have like very surface level knowledge of it too. Um, basically, from what I could tell, there's like a ton of infighting, like a huge amount of mismanagement of the protocol, a mismanagement of funds. Uh, like key players were, were outed. Um, it was like toxicity among uh employees uh yeah just like a, a ton a ton of stuff which could be really cool because right now yeah. with you we're talking about how they're changing tokenomics and with sushi mm -hmm. it could be this is we're in a mature enough industry where there's turnarounds which yeah, would yeah. be really cool it's like okay so this drops a while and then there's like someone comes in or like the team reforms and changes everything completely and comes back like yeah. seeing either of those is very, very bullish news for any of this. Because otherwise, you just think like if something's had its time and then it leaves the public purview, it's probably gone to shit. It's probably just going to languish and then you're going to just be waiting until you figure out whether you should convert it back into ETH or whatever. I think yeah. Sushi was kind of like a cursed project in this respect, like from the get go, though. I, I think it was what like kind of killed DeFi Summer or at least was like... I don't know the the shot the like the last straw or whatever. Um, it from what I remember, Sushi was just like this like hard fork of Uniswap. The only like real difference is that they issued a token as well, and so that that got a lot of people excited because now they're now they've kind of like tokenized it, financialized it, and given people more incentive to like deal with the protocol as opposed to like Uniswap. But then I think the founder like just sort of like rugged all of the initial like token holders dumped his bag kind of nope the heck out of the protocol was just like eh, sorry not sorry what are you gonna do about it and that was kind of like what tank sushi swap and like led to DeFi summer of 2020 uh kind of puttering out for a little while um so th this is probably like a systemic issue that they've been like dealing with under the hood since inception really and yeah. in a certain sense it's one of those things where it's um the the project in and of itself might be a little bit cursed, but it did also force like positive change in other protocols. Like I think them tokenizing was what led to like Uniswap and uh, like other DEXs or whatever else tokenizing as well, which probably a net positive, at least in terms of game theory, mm -hmm. yeah. um, like gets people invested in the protocol a little bit more than they would if it's just something that they like interact with rather than something that they can like stake and own and be a part of. So it probably like one of those net positives for the ecosystem, whether the protocol exists or not but whether or not it does is seems like that's very much in the air yeah yeah i think i, I hope the the yearn tokenomics change is like making a lot of DeFi protocols like mm -hmm. look inward and be like hey wait we, we can do this we've got like solid revenue we can actually start uh rewarding token holders uh, i hope so i hope so because um i definitely didn't capitalize enough on on DeFi summer like not even mm -hmm. close and i'd yeah. like a shot of redemption yeah, that's that's the frustrating thing with a lot of these DeFi protocols is in a lot of sense from like an FA perspective, they're like, I don't want to say the most successful protocols, but a lot of these protocols are doing like holding like tens of billions of dollars in value. They're they're dishing out millions and millions and like um, like yield and reward every single day. Um, these are like valuable protocols, like important part of the parts of the ecosystem. Their tokenomics are just so shit, like there's no yeah. reason to own them. Um yeah, I think the devs have kind of like shot themselves in the foot. Like uh, with like all this like 
semi bearish price action that you get on crypto twitter and there's like this uh the devs do devs do something price go down devs do something like this is one of those instances where like the devs could actually do something and enrich themselves significantly in doing so and i, I don't know why their their feet have been been dragging so hard for so long on this yeah like agree. There's, yeah, some agree. The, there's some of like the most like famous well-known like best capitalized project in the ecosystem again they've got access i think uniswap has like a multi-billion dollar vault like they've got runway for like years and years they can attract mm -hmm. like the best devs for a very long time like why you'd think it'd be a bigger priority i don't i don't know Boy. Mm. well almost unrelated but not unrelated is i think there's a lot of lessons here in terms of choosing a sector and diving really deep into this mm -hmm. like ryan's good at that and alex is good at that like just being like, okay, here's where I'm going to play. Here's where I'm going to learn. And I guess everyone right now should be thinking, it's like, okay, what do I want to really get into in the next like three, four months? Because DeFi could be, it could be DeFi turnarounds. Like just understanding the overall mm -hmm. dynamics of like how, how are these tokenomics working? How can they change? Will people change them and stuff like that? Right, or right. are there games you want to really dive into? Like, I guess like, how are you going to use, uh, if this goes out today, like I guess the next like two weeks are gonna be pretty uh, like slower for work for a lot of people. It's like, is there something you can do the initial work on now? So then you're like, okay, like I get it. I'm in the top say 60 percentile on knowledge of this, and I can climb five percentile like a week if I just keep like grinding through Twitter, like checking out discords and stuff like that. Yeah, and it seems like the time to do that because it was one of those things like NFTs. I I will say I missed, but I also sort of purposely missed. I was looking and I was like, I have no collective. I have no interest in being like a collector type thing. I don't yeah. get that. It doesn't make sense to me. If it gets more to like patron and stuff like that, that gets interesting and maybe I would dabble. But it's like, what games are you going to play? Both literally the game or also like the metaphorical game of, okay, I'm, I want to get really good at understanding like this part of DeFi. I want to get deep into being an NFT collector. I want to like re understand metaverse and be like a metaverse slumlord. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's something that everyone has to decide. And that's where... Like, there are parts that we'll cover here, but it's also that as we choose our games, we will be just maybe dabbling in other things, but maybe that's where we'll try and have people on that understand sections that we just, there's no chance we would have time to understand. Like someone's like, yeah, I'm deep, deep, deep in, I, I don't even have an example yet. Like, I guess, yeah, being a metaverse yeah. slumlord or yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I, think, I think that's totally right. I think most people, they start losing money when they start playing uh, hard games uh, or games where they, they're just straight up not yeah. familiar yeah, with casual the different mechanics in play. Yeah, yeah. Like, usually that hard game is leverage. That's usually the hard game, the hardest game that people immediately which, lose money on. Which everyone should be using every day. Yeah. <laughs> Crank it up that little bar on, like, the left yeah. side of your screen. That's got to be, like, as far right as you can go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think, on leverage. <laughs> yeah, this is both medical advice and financial advice. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's totally right. I think you absolutely should be looking to specialize. I, I think that's why I try to do like like intermittently, or at least I. I mean, I do this like I have more time to do this than most, so I sort of go with the waves. Like when it was NFT summer, I was like deep in that. When then I I try and look for rotations. Like it, everyone knows that like crypto for a while has been a game of rotations. It's just capital yeah. moving from from one location to another. It was uh, it was it was DeFi. It was NFTs. It was layer ones. Uh, it, it was um, I well next next is anyone's guess. I I think it's gaming. Um, I, I've, I think and I've, DeFi. 
<laughs> uh, I, I, I might be gaming in then DeFi or like a split between the two. But yeah yeah, 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 like this is a game of rotations and there's something to be like the, the rotator in crypto is very powerful. Someone that can, that knows how to like, doesn't get married to their bag. that doesn't get like crazy attached so that when it goes up like a billion percent, they can be like, all right, what's next? Yep. A lot of people in crypto, they never ask what's next. They're just like, this is me. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the DeFi person. And yeah, I mean, that's good. It is good to specialize. But part of specializing is not just being uh, like retardedly long constantly. It's knowing when to step away from your sector and maybe allocate somewhere else. Yeah, I guess having a horizontal purview and that you have exposure to a bunch of sectors, but at the same time, having one that you're you're like waiting for like that proper pitch to come along for your sector those like four months where you can just make a killing yeah that's absolutely you just you want to be where the strength is you want to be where the uh the strength is um like you you don't want to you don't want to linger too long like crypto is really brutal if you linger too long after the volume starts to dry up like we've seen that the past couple of months in alts and nfts you don't want to you don't want to be just hanging around here because at one point you had a good thesis for it i think um Totally lost my train of thought. This is this is good content. Um, fuck, what was it? I, I think this is a perfect example of the whole like the like. Do you follow your passion and quotation marks and stuff like that? Is that there are so many different sectors that are going to do well. That as long as you think that the thing that you actually enjoy the most is going to do well in the long term, get really really deep on that. But also look where the money's going and be ready to rotate in the meantime. So it's yeah. almost like it's like you've got part of your time for like what you're just like yeah this is what i think is like the five-year play this is what i think is the two-year play is like DAOs or whatever being involved in this type of a like social token anything yeah. like that you're like okay this i believe in i'm passionate about i think it's going to do well long term but then if you're like like ryan says like he's he pays the bills with his trading so he's got to be aware of like different rotations and be good at that and so i think it's that balance that a lot of people have to learn to navigate yeah, there, there's like a, a tight walk, tight like one the tightrope walk, whatever. Um, where, in terms of like your capital allocation, you absolutely want to be like moving around from sector to sector as things get hot. If you've got an eye for that, then you've got a capacity to make a lot of money. But if you are looking to specialize too, um, there are still always ways to make money within your sector, even if that's not where the capital rotation is. Right, like if gaming is becoming like the hot thing right now, um, then like yeah, absolutely hold a whole but hold a whole bunch of jewel, hold a whole bunch of Axie, do whatever you can to like maximize yield on those whatever else. Um, but even once like the capital starts to rotate away from that sector, um, you can still make money by like grinding in those games. If that's like a thing that you want to do just for its own sake, it may not be like the most like min maxed profit maxed uh, play that you can make right there. But if that's what you would be doing anyway, then it's like still a valid play to make money and is a way to like keep your skills sharp for when the capital rotates back into that, if it ever does. Another note. Uh, oh, sorry. No, you go on. You go on. Oh, I was just going to say this applies to most things. Like with DeFi, even if uh, most of like the boomer coins are kind of like failing, uh, A, there are still like new projects coming out that are like updating and improving on what older pr protocols did. And if you can like get in early enough on those, you still uh, can be subject to like upside of, of price action. And if you're just looking for like a like a yield, like a like a lower vol, lower risk sort of play, a lot of these DeFi protocols still offer like pretty respectable like APY, APRs, whatever else. So you can still be making money on those, even if like underlying protocols like the the tokenomics and price action aren't doing like super crazy well. 
and in doing so you kind of like keep your skills sharp for when um capital rotates back around into into what you're doing and that's when you can like seriously capitalize and outperform the rest of the market because like you've kept your skills in that particular arena sharp um yeah one, one note i wanted to make was that a lot of the time when people think about rotations uh sector rotations uh they they're they're lazy about it um so it's always a big mistake to assume that just because uh, you think layer one is the big sector rotation X or game is the next sector rotation X is that uh, you can like shock on fire uh, some logs in that direction. You'll be okay. Like you probably will be okay, but it's like, it was a mistake to think about Solana in the same way you thought about Tezos. It was a mistake to think about AVAX in the same way you think about Harmony. Um, these are all layer ones, but they all performed extremely differently during layer one season. Uh, similar. Layer two? Uh, I don't, is it? I, I thought it was a layer one. Harmony. Is, I thought it was Harmony? layer one. Yeah, I think Harmony is a layer one. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Like they, the, the point is that um, you you cannot be lazy about lumping everything in one sector together. I think gaming metaverse, uh, I think gaming metaverse coins, there's a ton of them that you should probably be like super bearish on right now. Um, there's probably a ton that are like hyperinflationary over 2022 and probably great targets for shorts. So like mm-hmm. when I say that I think gaming is the next sector rotation, I'm talking clinical, surgical precision on a few. Uh, definitely don't shock on it. In the same way that like which I, I like uh, Yefi Yearn right now, I, I'm, not, I'm not like by any means loading up a DeFi index long mm-hmm. right now. So when you, th- yeah, when you think about uh, capital rotations, careful not to use it as an excuse to get lazy about lumping one sector in with everything inside of it. Yeah, the, the thing with like the sectors is usually um, the rising tide does lift all ships, but even if, uh, but yeah, I think you, you made a good point like comparing like Solana and Tezos or whatever else is it, capital is moving to like this idea, this set of ideas, but it's going to accrue most aggressively um in like not necessarily the new thing but like the new promising thing it that's a very common theme in crypto is we we like like new low market cap things that get like Mm -hmm. good pumps or whatever else and i don't think that's ever going to change Uh, i don't mean to say that like a lot of crypto participants are financial opportunists but they definitely are the Mm -hmm. lot of like profit maximalists and being on the side of the smart profit maximalists is always going to be the way that you also maximize your own profits yeah 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 i I I think that's right um with uh with maybe the slight caveat that uh when there's too many speculators in the room you probably want to leave the room um (laughs) i yeah i i don't know if that makes sense on its own uh what i'm trying to say is that like you you generally want to align yourself with the people that are uh engaging with the protocol for a reason other than profit at the same time uh that, that's why i like uh, the right gaming protocol to get it really right is going to print so hard because a lot of people like when they're playing world of warcraft they're playing runescape they're not really thinking about making money they're playing the game because they're addicted or they love the game it's fun uh, and that's like that, that's when you have the super bullish case for something like Jewel is when people straight up just want to play the game. I remember tweeting out early on, I was like, uh, I think the best bull case for Jewel is that I keep spending all my Jewel to get more uh, heroes in game. <laughs> well, it's about having a sticky user base, right? Like the yeah. idea of like people go to whatever, like they're like, oh, okay, like say this week they think that um, I'll go stable coins, the move. 
they will leave just as quickly as they join because it's on to the next one. Like we saw it with meme coins. No one gave a crap. Like, oh, Shibu versus Floki versus Asscoin versus Cummies. Like, they, it was just, where's the profit? Whereas yeah. if you're there because you enjoy a game, you're a lot stickier because you have leisure spend as well as profit. I guess you have leisure desire as well as profit desire. And that just changes the entire preference stack. Yeah, the incentive structure there. When it, when it comes to like uh, the the capital rotation game, um, you're you're talking like uh, the the kids who grew up playing like World of Warcraft and RuneScape, whatever else these MMORPGs, they're like naturally primed to to do well in uh, these like DeFi gaming environments. But like with the capital rotation game, I think the the kids who like spurged out hard on musical chairs as like a young child, I think those are the ones that like are really going to kill it on like uh, catching like new sectors, whatever else. Sorry, I misunderstand. You're saying people get obsessed with playing musical chairs. Yeah, that might that might have fallen. Twitter. So seriously, <laughs> I wasn't sure either. No, I was. Uh, I should have given. I should have like uh, offered a little more like vocal inflection, a little more intonation. That was definitely a joke. Most kids don't spurg on musical chairs. That's most kids play that very casually. It's that kid over there. He just keeps playing musical chairs over and over again. I think he's obsessed. What does he Alex know? Alex has a whiteboard where he's sketching out the game theory of musical <laughs> chairs, and his parents are like, oh my god, like, where did we send him? Like, this is... I don't, I don't know what where to do. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the, the expected value on different songs. <laughs> I don't know. We're about an hour. Do we, do we have anything else? I'm uh, good. <laughs> no, I think I covered everything. Yeah. Sweet. Funny, I want to like casually whistle into the mic while I figure out how to kick Craig out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna prepared. Keep pumping Ryan's bags, guys. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Everything I mentioned, just go long it. On leverage too. This is a financial. But before you do that, you should sign up to FTX.com and use code Cipher. Um. Cool. All right. Craig, leave recording your studio. I'll see you all guys next week. Goodbye, Salvies. Okay.